All right, welcome everyone to uh, our first 2023 episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. So excited to have you all with us. I'm your host, Matt Hines. Um, and boy, we are, I don't know where we are in years now, number of episodes. I think we're somewhere maybe in like 300 or so. I should totally know this, but really That's excited. Awesome. Many of you have joined us here in the middle of your workday. If you're like me, most days this week have felt like Monday. So I'm looking forward to some non-Mondays as we get into next week. Um, but if you are watching and listening in the middle of your workday on LinkedIn Live, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you could be part of the show. It's the advantage of joining us live. Uh, if you have a question or a comment uh, for our, our, our featured guest today, Maria Ross, we're going to be talking about the empathy edge. We're going to be talking about the role of empathy in sales and marketing, some myths around empathy, some research around how, uh, how and why it's so important. Um, boy, I could go for much longer than 20 minutes on this, but very excited <laughs> to have this topic today. If you have a question or comment, put that into the LinkedIn uh, comments. We'll be able to see those. We can feature you um, in the show, ask your question live, et cetera. And thank you for that. If you are watching or listening on demand, thank you so much for downloading, for subscribing, for watching. If you like what you see here, uh, for better or worse, this is what we do almost in every episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. So every episode, past, present, and future, always available at salespipelineradio.com. Uh, and thank you very much for checking that out as well. All right, we're going to get right into it. Um, Maria Ross, uh, a friend, an expert in many things, sales and marketing, and the author of the new book, The Empathy Edge. Uh, so excited to have you here today. Um, and as we record this year, you're, you're in Northern California. The bomb cyclone is making its way through. So oh my gosh. clearly you have power. You have internet connection. <laughs> um, you know, Pavlovian, the bottom of the pyramid. I don't know where you yeah, have food, shelter, internet. Completely. Yeah. Let's just pray to the technology gods that we don't, uh, we don't cut out like I did in the middle of a zoom call yesterday. So oh boy, no, we're already poking the bear by even mentioning this. So like, I yes, know, it's all I know. Fine. Um, <laughs> well, I appreciate you being here and making this priority. And I know you're, I mean, this is, Thank this you. is busy season for you, especially because you do a lot of speaking and you especially do a lot of sales kickoff meetings. So this month, next month, the next quarter is particularly heavy SKO season. You've covered a lot of topics in the time that I've known you and just mm -hmm. your your writing, your videos, just I've learned so much from you and empathy, this topic of empathy is really important to me as a way of leaning in and creating real connections with people. Talk about why the em empathy and the empathy edge became a new topic for you and why you decided to write your next book on. Well, I, I love this question because I actually am pivoting my business into focusing full full time on empathy. As you know, I've been a brand strategist for many years and mm -hmm. so much of that work is about cultivating empathy so that you can connect and engage with your ideal audience. So when you're building brand messaging, when you're building that brand story, it's not just about features and functions. It's about remembering that you're speaking to human beings, even if it's a B2B sale. That was always the thing that drove me crazy when I was on the client side was, mm -hmm. you know, we're not speaking to robots. We're speaking to human beings. And it doesn't matter whether they're spending money out of their own wallet or their company's money. They're making a decision based on emotions. They might tell themselves they're making it on logic, but science has shown enough data around the fact that we often make decisions based on emotion and use logic to justify that decision. Yep. Yep. So um, so I, I obviously have been working around that, dancing around that topic of empathy for many years. And then um, just really decided uh, around the time, 2016, 2017, with all the really bad leadership that was getting a lot of press, um, as I was trying to raise a two, at the time, a two and a half year old son and teach him about sharing and collaboration and empathy, 
-hmm. I really got down because I thought, why am I bothering to teach my son these skills if the successful people around him that he's going to see in the world don't exhibit any of them? And so I embarked on a journey to research empathy as a competitive advantage for leaders, for cultures, for brands, and was delighted to find that the, the research uh, proves that empathy is not just good for society. It's great for business. I love it. I want, I want to get deeper into a few of those different topics. Um, I think, you know, empathy, empathy has been a, a, a tool and an advantage for many companies for a long time. I feel like if in anything, the, the pandemic accentuated that because we were forced to work from our basements with cats and kids and other things sort of coming across and was exhibiting mm-hmm. that human side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and I want to address sort of, sort of the identity relevance of to empathy here as well, but let's take a step back first. Cause I'm not sure everyone would necessarily may not define empathy the same way to you. What is empathy? Empathy, there's a lot of definitions and the definition has actually changed over time. So way back in like the 1700s, the word sympathy actually meant what today we consider empathy. And that is really about being able to see, feel, and understand another person's point of view or perspective. That's really where, when I'm talking about empathy at work or empathy in the workplace, Mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about. And, And moreover, taking that information using it as a method of information gathering, if you will, to understand where someone's coming from and their context, and then using that information to take action. Whether that action is to continue down the path you were doing, you know, maybe making a difficult business decision, but doing it in a way that is compassionate, communicating it in a different way. It could be changing your course of action. It could be coming up with a third option, but Empathy is kind of a useless emotion. It's a useless construct if we don't do anything with the information that we're getting from other people. Now, for a long time, we've talked about empathy as as walking in someone else's shoes. And that's starting to lose favor because we can't actually walk in someone else's shoes. We have too much of our own bias and our own experience that colors that perspective. What we can do is we can walk beside people. We can listen. We can connect with them emotionally. Even if we haven't had that same experience, it could evoke a similar experience that has evoked a similar emotion. And so again, when we're talking about empathy, it's about being able to see and understand another person's point of view and use that information to move forward together. Can you, can you sort of differentiate empathy and sympathy? Cause I think those are things people get that, that they think are the same thing, but I, they're yeah. very different. Can you help define yeah. those for us? And I'm glad you asked that because I think that that holds a lot of leaders back of, oh, well, I don't want to be seen as sympathetic and I'll be seen as weak. That's not what empathy is. You can be a really, you can make a really tough business decision and do it in an empathetic way. So sympathy is really about, um, almost about, there's a, there's a tinge of pity involved in sympathy and it's almost, it's, it's distancing yourself from another person. Like, oh, I feel really sorry for you over there on the other side. That's not me, Right. Empathy is actually standing with someone in their, in their pain, in their joy, in their confusion, and just being a witness to that and being able to connect with that person emotionally through that process. And I don't know if you've ever seen Brene Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a great uh, illustrated video, uh, animated video that was done to one of her talks where she talks about the fact that sympathy is someone falls down a well and you're at the top of the well and you're going, gee, wow, that... I feel really sorry for you for falling down at the bottom of that well. That's, that must suck, right? 
empathy is climbing down into the well and sitting next to them and being yeah. with them. And so, um, you know, what I, what I like to talk about a lot is the myths of empathy, which is that it's not about being nice. You can have a lot of nice people, but they may not understand someone else's point of view. It's not about caving into crazy demands, which is another thing that holds leaders and salespeople back from exhibiting empathy. Um, it Just because you understand someone's point of view, it doesn't mean you do what they want, right? And then empathy is also not about agreeing with someone. You can You can be empathetic and have a constructive conversation and actually still hold your own points of view and perspectives, but you have a better understanding of where the other person is coming from. Yeah. 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 I love that. We're talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Maria Ross, uh, longtime speaker, author, workshop facilitator, author of the new book, The Empathy Edge, and available for SKOs, although I, I, I will, I, this isn't a pitch, but for a limited time, because I know you're already getting pretty booked up for this season. Yeah. Um, on the, and I think this topic is so, so important for sales teams. I mean, it's one thing to talk mm -hmm. about sort of sales process and methodology, but if you can yeah. teach your sales team how to ask the right questions and be empathetic. Yeah. Um, you know, Brent Adamson, who's, you know, was a Gartner and, uh, you know, CEB, you know, he talks about sort of the three reasons people make decisions. Right? And there's a professional and there's a personal reason. Professional meaning what's in it for the company. A personal meaning what's in it for me and my career. But mm -hmm. he says there's also an identity piece to many business decisions. What does this decision say about me? How exactly. does this decision reflect who I am? And I think there's a, I think there's very much an empathy-based uh, ripple to that mm -hmm. framing of mm -hmm. how to make a case for someone to, to change, to do something, to go through the pain of change, to do something different. Right. And I love that you said that because it, especially when I have been doing my brand strategy work and brand story work, that's part of it. It's trying to understand that person's fears, values, emotions, goals, and speaking to that. Mm -hmm. And it could be just, what does making this decision say about me? Yeah. And even working with my most you know, complex tech clients, where very, very left brain, logical leaders, it's getting them to understand that it's not just about widgets. It's not about features and functions. We actually, again, have to speak to them as human beings if we want to create change if we want them to take an action. Now you 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 very quickly referenced some research earlier as it got started. Uh, could, let's, let's unpack that. Like what 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 evidence exists that empathy is important and that it works? Yeah. So there was a study done many years ago now. Um, it was a study done uh, and it was featured in Harvard Business Review with USC, where they found that the most successful salespeople were not necessarily high in technical knowledge or business acumen, the traits that predicted success for salespeople were empathy combined with ambition. Um, they call it they call it ego something, but really what they mean by that is ambition. And when we talk about empathy, I would love to just read you this quote because this is so powerful from this study. This is the salesperson with good empathy. She senses the reactions of the customer and is able to adjust to those reactions. They're in, they're sitting with them, right? In the well. They're not simply bound by a prepared sales track, but they function in terms of the real interaction between themselves and the customer, sensing what the customer is feeling, able to change pace, double back on the track, and make whatever creative modifications might be necessary to home in on the target and close the sale. Now, that might sound a little manipulative, but the point being, yes, you know, and coming from marketing and supporting sales teams for a long time, enterprise sales teams, yes, there's a, there's a pitch deck. Yes, there's messaging. 
Yes, we want to be consistent and clear in our message. But when you're in that moment, in that sales conversation, it's being able to actively listen. And so many times I've been the recipient of sales meetings where they're not even listening to me. They're not even asking me what I want to know or what my problem is. They are bound and determined to go through their demo and their deck. And even to the point of, well, I'm not going to address that right now. Let me show you this thing for the next half hour before I get to what you actually care about. And those salespeople are never successful. No, no. And you mentioned the idea that this, you know, some of this may sound like manipulation. It sounds like this is really more discovery, right? This is really more sort of, you're not telling someone what they should think. You're discovering right. what they think and how they operate today and tying that to a decision or outcome. And you're not going to, you're not going to unnaturally do that, I don't think, and do that successfully. No. Which leads me to my next question. Like, what do people get wrong about empathy? Like, what are some of the myths about empathy that point that push people in the wrong direction? It, it, it sort of, you know, sort of in, intentionally or unintentionally. Yeah. And I we touched on a few of those earlier that it's uh, empathy means if I'm really nice, I'm being empathetic. No, that just means you bake really good cookies and you bring them to the office. It doesn't mean you understand my point of view. Um, and also the idea that I have to agree with someone in order to be empathetic. There's there's a gentleman named Edwin Rutch out of Northern California. He runs a, a, an organization called the Center for Building a Culture of Empathy. He trains people all over the world on a technique called empathy circles, which I will describe as a very painful isolation of your active listening muscle. <laughs> and he's done these empathy circles at the most divisive political rallies we've had in our country over the last few years in the U.S. And he's been able to get people from completely opposite sides of the political spectrum in a tent to listen to each other. And the intent is not to convert, right? We don't have to walk away from every conversation, except maybe a sales one, to convert but they walk away at least understanding each other better and understanding their shared humanity and understanding why the other person has the perspective they have. Now, if you put that in a sales context, it's it's not, you know, so, so many salespeople, unfortunately, go in with a prescription looking for the ailment, mm-hmm. right? Versus let me listen to this prospect. Let me ask an echo back what they are saying to me. Let me reflect what they are saying before I launch into my prescription. And this person will now feel seen, heard, and valued. They will feel like I understand them and I am the voice in their head. That's actually the key to effective marketing too, is asking and echoing back. Instead of, this is the message I want to communicate to you, it's tell me in your words how you describe this problem or the benefit that you seek and I'm going to use that in my sales copy. I'm going to use that on my web page. And then when they get there, they're going to go, wow, this company's inside my head. Yeah. They totally understand me. Yeah. So um, I think that that's you know some of, the, some of the big things. And especially the biggest myth, Matt, is that, and I think you know this because I, I would say, and this is not just because I'm on your show, I would say you are a very empathetic leader. Empathy is often seen as a weakness. Like, oh, if I'm empathetic and I'm going to show vulnerability, everyone's going to take advantage of me. My ex, my boss, my my team. It actually takes tremendous strength to be empathetic because it takes tremendous self-confidence to listen to another person's point of view without getting defensive. You can tell an ego-driven, weak, insecure leader if they shut other people's ideas down. That is not strength. That's actually cowardice. So I think this this notion of well empathy will it means I'm weak 
empathy, if you're able to be empathetic, you're actually incredibly strong and have a good presence of mind and a good and good self-esteem where you're like, okay, I can, I can look at another point of view without seeing it as an attack. I love that you said that. Um, cause I, I do think a lot of people are afraid sometimes of sort of sharing how they really feel or afraid of exhibiting some empathy because they're, I mean, some people just don't want to open themselves up, you know, to others right. that way. And that is completely fine. Right. Um, but look, I've, I've got a whole list of sort of, you know, blog post topics and other things that look, get deep into things that are a little vulnerable that I'm nervous about communicating. And sometimes I say, well, let me stress test those in one-on-one -on -one conversations with people <clears> that I think are my audience. Right. And see how people respond to that. And usually you'll find people say like, wow, no one ever talks about that. No one is willing to sort of bring those topics up. <laughs> but they exist and they're real. And if it's a persistent thing amongst your customer base, amongst your prospects in your market, yeah. wouldn't you like to be the brand? Wouldn't you like to be the sales professional? Wouldn't you like to be the expert who yeah. actually is willing to like let's get real? Yeah, let's get real and talk about this. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So most of our conversation, we just got a few minutes left here today with Maria Ross. If you want to learn more about, I mean, I highly encourage everyone to get a copy of the book, The Empathy Edge. You can learn more at theempathyedge.com, learn more about the book, learn more about Maria, hire Maria for your for your workshops and sales kickoffs. Listen to the We've podcast. Yeah. Listen to the podcast. It's all the things. It's wonderful. If we've been talking mostly about sort of the sales impact of empathy. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of marketers listening to this as well. If I'm yes. in marketing starting off the new year, how do I incorporate empathy more effectively into my marketing? Oh my gosh, I love this because I actually um, am launching a five-week course in March about how to create a more empathetic brand and empathetic nice. marketing message. Um, and this is this is where I live. But I think the first thing you can do is make sure you are getting in front of customers. You can get all the information from your boss about personas. You can look at all these things. Get proactive and see if you can actually listen in on a sales call, listen to a gong conversation, or if, if willing, get on a sales call and be a fly on the wall mm -hmm. and listen to what customer, how customers are explaining their pain, how they're explaining the benefits they seek, um, how they're responding to different messages that the salespeople are giving them, but get to know the customers. And I am guilty of this too, Matt. Like when I was in, in enterprise marketing uh, in software, I never got out and talked to customers. I got all my information through other people, through product marketing, through CorpCom, through you know field marketing. And really what I should have been doing was taking some time to actually talk to the customers at events or even just do some really you know MacGyver type customer insight interviews where it's, it's not about what do you think of our product, mm -hmm. but tell me what your goals are. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you struggle with. Tell me, tell me how you describe our product and the benefits that you get from it. And I would say that's a great first place to start. And people may look at you like, well, wh why are you trying to hone in on my, on my sales call or my sales meeting? But if you can explain that it'll make you a better marketer and help you generate more demand for sales to fill the pipeline, they'll probably let you do it. <laughs> 100%. And I think once they start to see the impact that has, once they start to see how much better your marketing is, once they start to see that you are greasing the wheels for not only sort of better, deeper conversations, but greater velocity and viscosity yes. in the overall buying process, like it, it all mm -hmm. works together really well. Uh, Marie, I know you're super busy. Um, thank you so much for your time today. You know, other than the empathyedge.com, where else can people learn more about you and the work you do? Yeah. So my main hub is red-slice.com and a brand new website is coming in just a few weeks. Um, and then, as you mentioned, the empathyedge.com is all things podcast, book, all that good stuff. And I, I have a weekly episode that drops 
with a, a C-suite leader, an expert, a psychologist, a leadership consultant that always gives people really great nuggets to take away with them. I don't know how you do it all. There's just a lot of stuff like, all between the content <laughs> and the travel and the consulting and the podcast and the family. You get a lot going on. It's a lot, um, but you you do it too. So, you know, give yourself well, some props. Well, you know, it's, um, it's a labor of love. So yeah. I appreciate you being here so much. Thanks again so much. Um, Red-slice.com or theempathyedge.com. Check out more from Maria there. Thank you so much, everyone, for following us today. First episode of 2023. We got a lot of great guests and more topics in store. Thank you to Becky, to Jack, to Lindsay, to others that are joining us today that were commenting and participating love seeing you here we'll see you all next week my name is matt we'll see you next week on another episode sales pipeline radio bye-bye